Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello you lovely lot and welcome to Football Manager Therapy. I'm Matt Richards and on this week's episode, Hansi D straight stunting, can't tell me nothing, bossed up and he changed the game. With his big Bayern boogie, got them all shook, shook. Joining me, as always, is a man that knows his way around a WAP, a wide advance playmaker. It's the Megan the Stallion to my Cardi B. It's Tony Jameson. <laughs> I, don't... I held it together, Tony. You did, you did. And, and I appreciate that. And, and the thing is, though, like, I know we're all, you know, having a lovely time in lockdown and that, and it's all affecting us in very different ways, but I think that we're mm. in, what, episode five now, and I'm starting to sense a breakdown. <laughs> I know, I, I'm just, I was on it's the, beautiful. I was on a bit of a Cardi B hype, and I was listening to, to Finesse with uh, with uh, popular uh, singer Bruno Mars, and I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could, I could get some lyrics into that. And then uh, I'm a fan of the, the 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 tune that is taking the world over in the form of WAP. So uh, just a little bit of a shout out to Cardi B to start things off. Yeah, all right, cool. I appreciate that. She's uh, obviously listens to the Mark Kerr episode. Uh, she isn't Cardi full cap yet, uh, sadly. But you know, no, never mind. Hey, look. Hey, look. You know, if Soldier Boy is been playing FM this week, which we'll get onto later, um, I propose that Cardi B can come on to Football Manager Therapy, uh, just because uh, it'll be a laugh, won't it? Um, right. Uh, we <laughs> we have got a lot to talk about this week, uh, but we are starting with the important stuff. No, not the Champions League final, the Europa League final, the bloody FM saves that are torturing our lives um so if you are new to the podcast welcome hello um we are currently doing a save in scandinavia uh, in sweden denmark and in norway i am currently still in norway in my fifth season uh with glimpt uh tony has been losing his job regularly in sweden <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, tony has lost sorry. one job and but that was in the first season so that's that's pretty yeah appalling. yeah <laughs> Okay, so obviously I'm in my fifth season and, and I, I'm currently two league titles in a row. We lost we lost the cup final to Rosenberg because we always do. Um, but this season has been the season that is just, it, it's pushing me, man. Yeah. Like, it's actually, it's, it's really pushing me. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I sent you the screenshot this morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 yeah. games unbeaten, right? Switched up the formation because I was like, oh, you know, we need something a little bit. I kind of wanted something a bit different as well. So I get a bit bored when I'm playing a bit like four one two three all the time. Um, so I mixed it up, went to a five two one two. Yeah, yeah, that works in my head. Um, and like we were looking really good, and then the 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 four horsemen of the apocalypse just came, injured a couple of players. Fine. Uh, Jean Martino just retired in the middle of the season. Okay. Um, which I didn't hate because he's become my um, assistant manager in my uh, B team, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, so he retires 
Then Tottenham come in for my literal, like, golden child that I was, like, bringing through, 19 years old, midfielder, well good. Got a bit of money for him, fine. But the problem is, all of this just kept adding up. Seamus Coleman's pissing back off to... I think he's going to Millwall, which is just not an Everton retirement plan. No one wants a Millwall retirement plan. That's like a that's like a gangster movie retirement plan. And, and, and you know, the joke being that there is no retirement plan because you're going to get shot before you retire. <laughs> he's, he's going, so he's going he's, back for one last hit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, him and fucking Leon Osman. Right, so he's pissing off. And it's just been so infuriating. I've just lost all my team. The unity's gone. We lost a couple of games in a row. First game was a bit, you know... Like annoying because it was set pa- set pieces and it, you know just players had a bad game fine we then play because you know this is what you want in this situation we play Rosenberg again they battered us like 2-1 but it just we never had a kick of the ball and then we drew in the cup because the cup hates us for some reason I think it was like the quarter final uh, and then we lost on penalties in that and then and then the, I had the the fucking game had the goal to flag up a message of 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 I can't remember what the wording was on it, but it was some bollocks about like, ooh, you know, is 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 Richards losing his touch? No, I've lost three games in a row. That's what's happened after winning 23 in a row. And then we drew the next two games. And the worst thing about this, Tony, right? The worst thing about this, and dear listeners, is that my contract's up at the end of this season. And and I have I have shown nothing but love to this team and, and the city and, and the league. And giving them, you know, riches beyond their wildest dreams. And I just feel that, I don't know, I feel like Avram Grant or Roberto Di Matteo. I just don't feel like I'm appreciated at this club anymore. And that it's never going to be good enough. And I'm torturing myself for no good reason. So (laughs) all I'm saying is Sweden and Denmark are looking appealing. Oh man, this is amazing. Because the thing is, right? Like, I applauded you for first of all for being the first guy to win a title out of the pair of us. Obviously, I took the other title of being the first manager sacked. You've taken the first title of an actual title. Well played for that. We said you were going. Oh, you know, I think I'm ready to leave now. I'm gonna be all right leaving. And then all of a sudden, look what happens. The universe has just, you know, sort of. Uh, manifests itself around you to be like, oh, you're happy to go, are you? Well, here's Seamus Coleman. Yeah. Um, here's an aging Jao Moutinho who's also doesn't quite like the snow, right? Yeah. So he's not going to be, he's going to retire mid-season. Oh, too cold. Uh, he'll do that. And the um, worst thing is, the worst young... thing is, this happens every year, Tony, though. So like, just because of the way that the league's structured, because in Norway, they'd start at a different time. So we come into June and like, We've got to basically survive through June and July as the transfer windows around the world open up. So they just start yeah. stealing all our bloody players. We we got a, got a Costa Rican lad in. Can't speak highly enough of him. Belting player. He's pissed off to the Gold Cup or something. So I lost him as well. And it's just like it's like a I'm like trying to plug all these holes every year, and then I get to I've got like four players coming in in August, and it'll be fine. But it's just torture you only have like, like three games left of the season or something yeah well but this, yeah. Is, this is the thing mm. but this, this is the challenge with, with with the scandinavian leagues though because of the fact that the that the seasonal calendar is so out of sync with the rest mm. of europe that it means that you're right you are playing first of all when no one else is playing you know mm. you're playing your um, champions league games in what's essentially pre-season 
um, yeah. for for everyone else. Like, but you're currently about sort of maybe six or seven games in to the season, then you start your qualifiers for the Champions League. So you're kind of at that point at a slight advantage because you've got your players are fitter. Um, but you're right, you do get that sort of thing where you you find a couple of players who've got a bit of form. All of a sudden, you know, teams from like from the UK are starting to look around. They're like, oh, you know, we need a player to sort of like stave away relegation. So all of a sudden, your little sparkly diamonds um, are, are very quickly being put on a little propeller plane across the water uh, over to the UK. And then, you know, you're you're about two million quid better off. So, yeah. And like the, the thing with the, 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 the midfielder I mentioned, he's gone to Spurs, which is fine. But I think I got like, 7.5 million for him which is again fine but it's just that like I could have just done with him just let me have him until the end of the year like the the literal calendar year just like yeah yeah it's just it's 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 frustrating man like you know and I get that and, and the thing is though it sounds it sounds a lot like you're now I don't think you're waiting to be sacked I think you're ready to walk like I genuinely oh, think yeah. that if, if you have like a couple of more a couple more dodgy results. I reckon you might just go, you know what, like stuff this, I'm better than this. And you'll walk and you'll be in that virtual limbo mm. where, because we mentioned it on the last podcast, you were saying, right, I've won the title and I'm surprised that the phone's not ringing yep. from, you know, Sweden or Denmark and no one's really paying any attention. So you're now in a really interesting position where if you walk... What do you reckon? Like, is, have you had a look at the job market? Does it look like there's... Well, Because again, my, the, the my, Norwegian and Swedish and Danish yeah. leagues are again ever so slightly out of sync as well. Correct, so yeah. I think I think it's you maybe would end up sort of mid-season in Denmark possibly. I, so um, I, th- I think what I'm thinking here, right, is um, obviously this week the, there was a picture of uh, Lucas Hernandez with the Champions League trophy on his head, um, mm-hmm. which which looks like the, the, the frozen chicken from Friends. Um, but then someone had gone, oh, this just reminds me of the time when a Norwegian player put his penis inside uh, the Norwegian cup. Uh, I'll, I'll find it on Twitter. Maybe not Google Norwegian players penis in a cup because um, I think you'll get some bad things. So I think what I'm going to do is I think I, I'm going to grit my teeth because I'm still, the worst thing is I'm still top of the league, by the way. Um, so I think I'm going to win the cup pull my pants down, stick my penis in the cup and then just flip him the bird and resign. Like, I think that's how I'm going out from Norway. And then I might I might look over to my right and <laughs> say to Xiao Moutinho, come on, lad, we're off. We're, we're fucking, we're going to Sweden. Sod this lot. So we'll see. Yeah, and he's like, oh, actually, no, I'm all right. I've got a log cabin. I'm quite happy now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're going to walk. I genuinely think you're going to walk now. I think I think the, the pressure's got to you. Like you've been calm and collected all the way through, and what twenty twenty three games were beaten, and then you've went, oh, you know what? I'm bored of winning, right? Do you know so what? I, I, I'm gonna love it. I'll, I'll I'll love it if we beat them. We beat we we beat them in the snow. <laughs> you know they've got they've got to come to glimpse. They've got to come to glimpse, and they've got to win here. And that's no easy task, all right. And fast forward oh, to episode six, and, and I resign they, in the toilet. They, they, they've got to go to Viking Stavanger and, and oh, if they're going to get a result there, they're professional. Um, and you say that about Morton Gamst Pedersen and he's a professional player. So you take that back. And Henningberg would never send a team out to do that. Um, yeah, mate, you've lost it. You've completely lost it. Like, I'm looking forward to you, like, 
What day is the podcast going? Tuesday. I reckon by Thursday, you'll, <laughs> you'll be on Twitter going, I told him to fuck off. <laughs> I left. <laughs> I, I flipped... I flipped, I flipped a table. I flipped a table because, uh, oh, because they weren't happy with with the fact that I drew two two against, uh, oh, against, oh, I don't know, uh, Mulder or something, um, and and then they just, oh, they weren't happy. So I went right, fine, forget it. You know, a player wouldn't sign a contract, so I've walked out. Um, and I get that. I do get that. You know, um, only because of the fact that. Um, I didn't have the chance to do that at Ostersun, so they, they sort of made that decision for me. So, if anything, I'm living vicariously through yourself and going, God, you show them, you show them who's boss, and then spend two years unemployed. And yeah, just but in the, in, the, in the words of Alan Partridge, Tony, you've got a new wife now. Um, oh, and, I, and you know yeah. what? I've, I've bounced back as well. You have, you've got bounce back bounced ability. back. <laughs> yeah, man. I, Helsingborg's for the people who. We'll, we'll get back to the to to finish your story off, I think. Um, oh no, it's finished already, Tony. Uh, it's finished already. <laughs> it's not. I reckon. I reckon that. Oh, where, where do I think? I think. I think you're off to Denmark next. Denmark's mm. the untapped territory because obviously you've done Norway. I've got Sweden here. Norway is that big question mark in the middle, isn't it? Going right. It's the untapped market. I think that's where you're going to go next. Denmark. And if yeah, I was a betting man, I think you've got your eyes on Mitchelland. <laughs> um, but you may end up. Uh, where do I think you'll end up? At, at the Mitchell garage selling tyres because no one wants to employ me because I've, I've, I was I was too busy punching above my weight. And, yeah. And but but no you know respect. what's interesting though is that like, as we say, you've won the title and there was no offers floating by and all the leagues are pretty similar standards. Like, I've often wondered this. If you win the title and that and then you sort of look to a similar league... Do you get to a point where maybe you're earning too much money for those other clubs and they're sort of looking at you going, we maybe couldn't attract them. So do you end up in a situation where you're going to have to go, well, I suppose the top teams would still look at you, but I don't know. Are you going to go to a sort of... Well, it seems like um, AIK keep on sacking their managers. I sent you the screenshot. They've had uh, Walter Mazzari. They've had Jürgen Klinsmann and Vincent Company. I think they've gone through like eight managers in five seasons that I've been playing the game. So you never know. Maybe I'll just rock up there and just be like, all right, boys, let's sort this shit out. You've got a nice kit. I'll be fine. Similar to the Bordeaux kit as well, isn't it? You know, yellow and yellow and black. So mm. you wouldn't have to change your scarf or your tie. So yeah, just do that. Um, yeah, maybe Denmark. Okay. Denmark could be interesting. I don't know. You might do all right in Sweden. Like Sweden's good fun, man. I'm enjoying it now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing how quickly that, that life turns around when you start winning a couple of games, <laughs> um, and, and I'm not even, and I'm not even like winning loads of games either. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not winning loads of games. I'm drawing a few games. Um, I'm currently fourth. Like we're fourth in the league. We're about halfway through. I mean, you, 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 are you I'm, getting a nosebleed up there, or are you, are you all right? I'm genuinely past myself. Like I put the um, I put the video out today of. Um, of the first sort of so the the end of the season was great. It was kind of just like every mo- everyone was sort of playing for for the new manager syndrome really. So I got, I got like loads of good results against like really top teams, and it was kind of all a bit like oh okay this is quite interesting. Like don't know what's going to happen here in the preseason. Then we discussed uh, that we bought some players, brought a couple of players in, uh, which is fine. I've got like a sort of video with some transfer dealings um, coming up at the end of this week uh, to talk about there. So I, I plugged a gap with with a left back. Uh, I got a winger uh, and I got I got Lasse Weber 
from um, who used to be at Charlton, but there's always come from Michelin actually uh, on mm. loan. So that's quite interesting up front. But I'm obviously taken, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast or whether I mentioned it just in a, in a text conversation. Certainly mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, he pulled, he got himself injured lifting weights. So I'm not allowed to teach them CrossFit anymore. Uh, uh, that was a text training. message. Yeah, you sent me text that message, yeah. text. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eight weeks he's out. <laughs> it's just like, great. One rep max deadlift day has done Lassa Viva, <laughs> sadly. Um, so so the players that I've got are, and you'll you'll know this if you've been watching the videos. I know some people haven't. They've been, been tweeting and saying they've been watching it, which is great. Like the quality of players at Helsingborgs is infinitely better than Oster Suns. And fair play, by the way, for the people who've been winning stuff with Oster Suns and they've won a title and the top goal scorers and that, great, well done. Um, uh, you know, fantastic achievements, obviously. Um, but uh, players, I think they're a bit better quality. We're playing better football. Um, some of the goals we're scoring are like worldies. Um, mm. I've got, I sent you that one. Uh, I'll, I'll have to put it, I, I did put it up on Twitter actually, which was, uh, is Tick Attacker dead? And it was the goalkeeper of mine launched it over the halfway line from his hands to kick it out over the halfway line. It bounced over the centre half and my player, my centre forward ran onto it and just volleyed it straight in the goal. I was like, yeah, that'll do. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, we'll go direct as direct as we can. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think performance wise, we're doing pretty good. Like, we're probably expected to be mid-table. I'm pretty confident that we'll see that this season. Next season, I'd like to think we can start building. Um, I have chucked, as I say, I've chucked money at the club, which I don't normally do. So that's been, again, a bit weird. Like with Ostersunds, I, I tried tactics I didn't normally do. With Helsingborgs, I'm buying players. I don't normally buy players. I normally either get them in freeze or loans. So I'm trying different stuff, you know, just to sort of see what works and, and play the game ever so slightly differently. Um, so we have had a couple of players wanted by AC Milan. So that's worrying. Um, oh, the AC coming, swooping in for everyone, don't worry. It's AC yeah. Milan and Porto for some reason. I just love it. Yeah. So I've tied them down with with new contracts. Um, but because, and you'll, you'll notice yourself, because you're in Scandinavia... The minimum release clause fees are—they're not great, are they? <laughs> like, uh, oh, I've never, I've never, I've never had to put that in a contract, but mainly because I literally have—I just sell everyone because I'm just like, uh, yeah. it, like it, it annoys me, but I'm just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, well, that—that—that's normally what I do. I will normally play it along the games. Right, someone bids for a player. If it's more than what than what they're worth, then fine, they can go, and I'll replace them with somebody else. But the so I've got like a 17, 18 year old guy in the midfield called uh, called Givivich, who looks very promising, uh, and he could well play in Europe properly. Don't um, don't get attached, Tony. They, they, he'll leave oh, you I'm, just like I'm the not rest attached. of them. Like I'm already saying, like look, you know, like I know he's going to go off to university, and like no, like Sweden is basically his gap year, right? Um, mm. He's going to play with us for a year, and we'll send him on his way. And uh, Max Svensson, he's my my, my left winger. He looks great. Again, he was linked with Milan as well. So it's like, right, you can go as well. And between them, if they can raise 5 million quid, then like happy days, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's just kind of how you got to look at it really and then look to reinvest that money. Um, yeah, and, and like, right. You know, we're, we're back in the Champions League this year. We've gone up in the coefficient uh, ranking. So uh, I, I think we might... Oh no, it's next season. Next season, if we win the, if we win the league... 
this season, sorry, it's confusing. Um, we go into next year's Champions League straight in the groups, which is great because it's like a wow. thirteen, it's like a thirteen million payout instantly. Um, and, and and this year, this year we should, you know, we did okay in the in the playoffs last year. Obviously, we got into the groups and we struggled there, but finished bottom. But I think I think we can get back in. So if we can get that again, like it is, and this this is you know. As frustrated as it is, as you can tell, I'm very frustrated. It, it is the game, really. You've got to, you got to be patient with it, and you've got to turn that money over and turn that like, you know, credibility over. We're, we're going up in the European rankings as well, like as a team and our reputation and stuff. And you know, we, we we are slowly getting there. And if it was a case of like, if I could stick it out for ten years, which I don't know if I can, um, we we would be a team in Europe, not a fret because. You know, we all know. Even when you're in the Premier League, it's it's hard to get a team to be a threat in Europe. But we would be a, a, a you know, sort of a Leon in real life. Credible. You know, we're always it. Yeah, you know, we're, we're usually in the competition and and doing all right. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm. Uh, it's it's you know the majority of the season to go. I'm not happy. Um, but you know, I don't want to go full Antonio Conte. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what's what's your um what's what's your contract situation like? Well, in what sense? Well, as in, like, are you do you only have a contract until the end of this season, or yeah, yeah, contract... yeah, yeah, it's up. All oh, right, okay, so so you'll already start to be uh be sort of like expecting the news articles sort of about six months end of the season, three months end of the season, going, oh, yeah. you're gonna go, oh, brilliant. oh, you can play the whole speculation, man. This is gonna be great. I mean, obviously, yeah. you'll have you'll have you'll have you know burnt the building down long before then, but. Um, if you if you stay there, then that'd be great. And <laughs> yeah. um, again, I mean, like, so talking about cups, though, um, I put out the video. Uh, it was because in Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not sure what it's like. No, in Sweden, you play all your cup games first, mixed in with your friendlies, and then you start the league. Okay, so the Swedish cup, there's there's a four team uh, groups, you're a group of four teams. Um, about sort of six or eight groups there, um, and then you go into the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then final. Um, we won our group, which was great, fantastic. Got loads and loads of goals. Very happy with that. Then we got in the quarterfinals against Elfsborg. Now, mm. a game where, quite frankly, we were battered from pillar to post. <laughs> and if it was if it was the UFC, right, Herb Dean's diving on top and pushing Elfsborg <laughs> off me. Like as I'm just taking blow after blow to the face, um, and I think I'm defending myself, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and like they've had something daft like 32 shots or something uh, in the whole game. Um, we draw one all in normal time. We actually took the lead, by the way. Uh, incredibly undeserving. There's no way we should have been been ahead at any point in that game. Um, but then about sort of maybe 15 minutes, 10 minutes ago or something, they get an equaliser, goes to extra time. And then, like, I tried to edit the video as, as much as I could, right? Now, the the first bit was just goals from the from the early games. And then the Ellsberg match. 30 minutes long, this video is. Right? So extra time was literally, all of the highlights was all of extra time, I think. Like, you had it in real time. Like every single <laughs> highlight was a chance that was whistling past the post or headed off the line or came back off the underside of the bar. Like the underside of the bar with a minute to go, 90 seconds to go, I shot 
hit the underside of the bar, came down, bounced, and went back out. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I had three guilt-edged chances to win this match, okay? And we actually it actually ended up 2-2 during extra time. So, again, like, just great. Like, if you're watching the match as a neutral, brilliant match to watch, right? Yeah. If you've got any vested interest in my team, awful to watch. Um, and then it goes to penalties. And, right... I say it on the video, right, and you'll understand this. Anyone listening at home will understand this as well. Football manager is brilliant. Yes. You understand and you accept during the match you can't control anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. But when it comes down to penalties, there's something incredibly infuriating about the fact you can't control anything at all. Like you've just got to sit and watch five knackers deliberately <laughs> miss penalties. Like and and you know you're going to get to a point when you can win it. And you do, like, they missed two penalties. We just had to score. And it's bloody Svensson, right? Turns up, me me man who's like wanted by AC Milan. Yeah. He turns up. All he's got to do is just do a penenka, right? Yeah. Do a penenka and it's fine. It'll go in. He runs up and he just puts it wide. And I'm like, oh, right, fine. And then... It rolls on, it rolls on. It ends up in a sudden death. And of course, we know how the film plays out. We've seen it a million times before. I go out yeah. on penalties. You know? So, and, sadly, you know, this is no the, this, cut for me. But this, is, this is the bit where I go, you should be training, uh, setting up training for penalties the day before a cup match. <laughs> it does work. Well, yeah, it does I, 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 it probably, does I probably would have done that um, had I considered that. <laughs> You need to consider every possibility, Tony. You're a football manager. This is what football managers do. Uh, even consider the possibility of falling out of love with something you care dearly about. Um, right. Talking of uh, things that people care dearly about, how about Sevilla's love affair with the Europa League, Tony Jameson? Oh, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? Like, we we said it, and, and of course, we, we bring it up again, that tweet that was... If Sevilla love the Europa League so much, why don't they just marry it? And oh, oh they they put a what? ring on it, Tony. They put Didn't a ring they on just, it. I mean, it was it was getting to the point where where one of the potential titles for this podcast episode was "Live in Sevilla Loca," which I think it, like, it, we all. But I think it should be. I th- I'm going to have to go with it. We've had a couple should of options. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's the best one. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's a better story than. Than you know, Bayern Munich win the Champions League yet again. Mm. Um, we go with Sevilla win the Europa League yet, <laughs> yet again. again. Um, but but I was chatting to a friend of mine about this, right? And again, it's probably plays slightly into to what you're doing at, at Glimt. Mm. Like we're saying, so this is what this is six Europa Leagues now, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's eleven years. Or eleven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if you're a player, right, and you're being sort of considered to, you're looking for a move. Um, Sevilla are interested in you. You're kind of going to look at that now and go, right, well, okay, you're going to get, what, maybe fourth-ish, possibly in La Liga, maybe third. Hmm. Fine. You know, you're not going to challenge for a La Liga title, unlikely. But you know you're always going to be in the mix for potentially winning a European trophy at the end of the season. Yeah. And that's a nice little character dangle for players, isn't it? Did you you notice that, uh, I think, Owen Hargreaves... Uh, pointed out that they were the players from Sevilla were lifting Monchi, the sporting director, above 
the head and he was like that's he's like that's the first time i've ever seen that in football and he was like that sort of tells the story yeah they had such a high turnover of players at the beginning of the year and like i think it, you know i think there is something to that and, and, and you have to take that into consideration that this isn't the same team year in year out you know this isn't like a, a Bayern Munich or a PSG like there is such a high turnover at that club because that club essentially is is a buy to sell club and the minute a player gets good enough that he gets interested in it and he'll, they'll move on but yeah that was really telling obviously we've got We've got egg on our face because uh, Luke de Jong decided to turn up and score two goals. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think everyone's got egg on their face. Nobody, like, not, not even not even Luke de Jong had a bet on himself. Not that he, do you know what? he can. Do you know what? Yeah. I actually nearly, I nearly Legal did reasons, it. I nearly but... did it. I was like, after because after the last podcast, I was like, oh, do you to stick like a couple of quid on him to score, and then the. I love, I love that one. One of the goals, this is off the top of my head, was like definitely was like a tap in from about two yards, and I'm like, yes, lovely. Uh, biggest villain of the match is definitely the person that is going to chalk off the third goal uh, and make it a Lukaku own goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you did you see a couple of tweets that were like, ah, oh, see, this is why Romelu Lukaku is a bad football player. <laughs> like what because he tried to block a shot and it ricocheted off him if, and went in I was what like what you need to remember though is that if in the modern game if you're attempting to block a, a shot then mm. then you're doing it wrong because everybody knows that when a, when a striker or any attacking player takes a shot what you're duty bound to do as a footballer now is put your hands behind your back as if, you, as if you're Liam Gallagher right <laughs> close your eyes and turn on the side and just shout, I'm dead invisible, right? And that's how yeah, yeah. you block a shot now. And almost, if you can let out some sort of yelp at the same time, yeah. that would like that would really, really help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stupid, stupid Lukaku getting in the way of a shot. I know. <laughs> Selfish, self. What? He was just desperate to score in, in the final, wasn't he? Well, I mean, he already scored a penalty, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Okay, okay, so... This is my favourite stat that I saw about this game because uh, this week I've come prepared. Uh, thanks, thanks Twitter. I'll give a shout out to the people that, that I've stolen <laughs> their stuff from. <laughs> um, but my favourite stat about the Europa League and in particular uh, Jesus Navas. Jesus Navas set a record by winning the UEFA Cup slash Europa League uh, this year, 14 years after he first yeah. won it. The former longest gap between a player's first and last you. Uh, UEFA Cup is 11 years from Ray Clements. That's the That's genuinely tremendous uh, Richard Jolly, who everyone should follow on Twitter because he's a he's a knowledgeable man. But 14 years after winning his first one, he rocks up and he's like, yep, it's, I'll it's be having another. Like, it's just football manager in reality, isn't it? Like, yeah, man. Th- this, this, is a, this is a squad, as you say, that's not... It's not all your superstars. It is your, no. you know, your 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 determination sixteens, your teamwork seventeen, you know, flair twelve. Like it's fine. Like, that's <laughs> what you do. You build that around, um, you know, jumping seventeen, bravery sixteen. You know, the, you want all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it's great. And like I said, that that story there of Navas, you know, fourteen years from the first time to 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 this time. And, you know, because we're not going to say the last time just yet. No, um, no, no. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but that, that's a wonderful. That's wonderful. And of course, yeah. with their, and, and and 
all the way through this as well, let us not forget football managers Eva Benega is yes. is is running the midfield. So yeah, it looks like it looks like he. I think he's leaving. I think that's his final game in a Sevilla shirt. Um, oh, because you know what? What, what I think his contract's up. But no, what but that's servant. beautiful. I think I, think, I I could be wrong, and, and someone's probably screaming at home. But I think Jesus Navas might be out the door as well. But if that's the last thing those two do together and walk off into the sunset, that is absolutely beautiful. Well, we both know that they're going to take over the club along with the assistant manager's role. That's what every yeah, of course, that, that's of course. the perfect the perfect symmetry there. But yeah, Tony, if the sun sets on their career, the sun is only rising on a young man's career over. At Bayern Munich. Obviously, Bayern Munich win the Champions League after a, a 1-0 victory against Paris Saint-Germain. Kingsley Coman, the goal scorer. But there is arguably no 19-year-old that is on top of the world more than the young lad from Canada, Alfonso Davis. What a rookie season. Yeah, like, it's just... And again, like, we've we've sort of already mentioned... There has previously been a Canadian who's done quite well at Bayern Munich. Um, and this guy is raising the bar again. But the problem with Hargreaves is it's because like, because he's never he's never going to be classed as Canadian because he played for England and, and, and all the passport stuff was a bit confusing. And I think I think the thing with the Canadian thing with, with Davis is obviously it's become more pronounced because allegedly it was... Um, was it Real Madrid or Barcelona said they didn't want to sign him because he's Canadian. And they were like, I have no interest in signing a Canadian player. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> something like that. It's something like that. And like, so I think it's become a... become a Not a meme, but do you know what I mean? I think it's become a thing. You know, obviously, um, as well with, with uh, Alfonso's story, it's absolutely incredible and very well documented about his, his time and his life. Um, I, will, I will give a shout out to a journalist called Melissa Reddy, who usually covers a lot of Liverpool stuff, but she wrote a wonderful piece in The Independent uh, today or yesterday, which is the Monday the 24th, um, which is about Alfonso Davis' story. Uh, and it's really, really great. It's a brilliant, brilliant read about about his life and his journey. Um, and, and in that link, I will, I will mention this, it, there's a link to a charity called Choose Love, which is a charity for refugee, uh, refugee support, uh, which is, I think, is something that, we should all be thinking about and considering about given what's been happening, especially in, in Britain and the the attitude towards people that are just trying to make a better life for themselves and their family and get to safety. Um, make sure you just have a little look at that. It's called Choose Love, the charity, and, and it's well worth, if you've got a few quid, you know, to spend in it. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out that piece as well in The Independent. Uh, Melissa Reddy is the journalist. And yeah, enjoy it because, it, it you know, he he is, you know, uh, Davis is, is a, you know, a great person and a great story, but, you know, there is a wider story behind him and beyond him yeah uh, i think what's going on in, in i think it's great world. i mean as, as you say that like to all the all the work that he's doing and, and the charities that he's involved in and obviously his story himself it's like it's nice to sort of have you know a positive um sort of story and 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 um what's we're looking for sort of identity maybe like i mean you know obviously rashford's had like such great publicity all all summer with you know the great work he's been doing with you know driving um free school meals um, in our country and lobbying government here and then Alfonso Davis again has had such like a, yeah. a, a great um, 
story with his life as well and coming to rise to play for Bayern Munich and, and not just play a bit part either. He's been like he's like he's been yeah, so the first name on the team sheet essentially. Like he's getting all the minutes. So I've got a stat about that. So since game week three of the season's Champions League, Alfonso Davis has missed just six minutes for Bayern Munich. That was on a scouted football on Twitter. So he's missed six minutes of Champions <laughs> yeah. League football. Like he, he, you know, I think in in the article that I mentioned, I think it was said to him the reason why he chose Bayern Munich was because they were the only team that literally laid out in front of him. This is your journey. This is your trajectory. Uh, tra- trajectory mm-hmm. and this is what we vision you doing um, and a lot of that was like look you're not going to be a bit part player there's going to be game time for you but I don't think even him or the club or anyone would have envisioned just how much and how much of an integral part he has played within that team you know but, um, so that's great to see but I think it's sort of tied in as well with the change of manager the change of sort of belief of the players like obviously they were struggling at the start of the season as has been well documented and then they went on this, what, 20-odd game tear-up. I mean, it sounds a little similar to someone else who's gone on a 20-odd game tear-up and, you know, some, some sort of little <laughs> youngster comes flying out from nowhere and all of a sudden everyone's raving. But, like, it's great, though, because a lot of people, when he first broke onto the scene, were just saying he's just quick. And uh, the thing they were saying was he's so fast, so fast, so fast. And you get players who are so fast, <laughs> Dharma Torore, um, you know, and you go, where's the end product? And... You know, granted, he's now obviously developing better this year and becoming more of a rounded player. And I think there was that worry that, you know, potentially Alfonso Davis was going to do that, that Walcott thing, you know, just being really quick. Um, but fair play to the lad. He's knuckled down. He's worked hard. Kingsley Corbin, again, will shout out to him because, again, like just, it, it's almost poetic in the way that the story's written to be a young lad from Paris playing for Saint-Germain released when he was what 18, 19 on a free transfer goes to Juventus has a great career there comes to Bayern Munich has a great career the ball's played in he heads the ball past the Paris Saint-Germain goalkeeper in what is the biggest game Paris Saint-Germain have ever played in their history and he's the man that denies them that opportunity and it's like again just we've all been there. We've all seen players that we've we've got rid of and cut and just went, ah, it's not going to be good enough. And then they come back and they bite you eventually. And you'd think, you know, looking at how Paris played on the night, you sort of do think, and it's easy to say with hindsight, but you look at that and you go, they could maybe have done with a little Corman out there, you know, an extra, just a bit of variety in that attacking. Uh, they look very flat attacking, I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was a weird... It was a kind of a weird game in, in a way because you know I, I do think Bayern not they didn't struggle because that's that's not the word for it, but you know they they were on the back foot for a lot of the first half and then mm-hmm. they seemed to just go up a gear and I, I think as well like it, it's for as much as there's been talk about this Paris Saint Germain team being more together and they really are more together as someone who's watched Liga quite a lot over the last five mm. years you know they are the most together and you know team-like team uh and so you know you've got to give credit to thomas tuchel for for installing that sort of uh culture on the club but they still it's that moment it's in their moments where they are in search of a goal or desperate to change something whereas you look at Bayern munich and their philosophy of a muller or a Lewandowski are 
how do I help the team get over the line or get the thing that we need? Whereas I still think with PSG, there's players there that are like, how do how do I change this game? Me rather than the team, you know? And like, yeah. again, you know, I, and again, it's no secret that I'm not, you know, I didn't shed any tears about PSG losing if I was being brutally I, I honest. Don't, I, don't, I don't think many people did, and I don't really no, know why. <laughs> but I, but you know, but it's 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 still that thing of I under you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not a monster. Like I get that it's emotional and upsetting for them, but it's and again it's that thing of like I don't think Bayern are like some plucky underdog and i know a few people were like oh they only spent x amount on transfers and stuff and it is you know that should be applauded the way that Bayern munich has been run as a club forever not you know not just in the last season or two like they are an unbelievably well-run club and i think that's why kovac found himself out of a job was because the directors and sporting directors or whoever could not understand how he wasn't getting the most out of this group of players which has been proven right by you know hansi flick coming in and and doing the business so um i just want to i want to get i'm gonna give you some um i'm gonna give you some stats about hansi flick um which just blew me away all right i'll give you a general Bayern munich one first actually so Bayern munich mm-hmm. have won a major european trophy in the 1960s 1970s 1990s the 2000s the 2010s and the 2020s shame about the oh, 1980s no, that's that's really interesting matt i wonder what happened in the 1980s uh, oh wait, let me think. Nineteen eighty-two. You can't always beat Bayern Munich, can you? Yeah, you know it's not for everybody, is it? You know, Aston Villa. However, they did it. Nineteen eighty-two. There you go. Uh, Richard uh, Richard Jolly coming through with that with that stato again. So right, so two handsy flick stats. Uh, first one is from the coach's voice. Um, 287 days between Hansi Flick taking charge of Bayern Munich and winning the Champions League, completing a treble. And then BT Sport, BT Sport broke that down even more with their tweet of Hansi Flick has been in charge of Bayern Munich for 36 matches. In June, he won the Bundesliga. In July, he won the Pokal. In August, he wins the Champions League. He's averaging a trophy every 12 matches or every <laughs> 98 days. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? That's insane. And, be, and again, look, I think we all, all us rational football fans understand that this is a a unique situation to find themselves in. Obviously, you know, you think of Zidane's first season at Real Madrid or Pep's first season at Barcelona is probably a a good example of it. And and again, like, you know, Pep went on that incredible run of never losing anything, really. Um, That, I think this is now the question. And and I think, I think he's not only earned the right to have the favour in his favour, but... You know, Hansi Flick now has found himself as 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 an elite football manager. And it's that thing again, is like, you know, if he keeps his team together, a team that's adding Leroy Sane for certain, okay, yes, they're losing Thiago. You know, can he do it again? Like, I, I, you feel like the Bundesliga might be sewing up already, <laughs> mentally, you know? It's, uh, it's, yeah, like, it's just, it's a frightening set of, it's a frightening squad that they've got. And as you mm. say, they're adding Sane, which we discussed in, in in one of the previous podcasts, going, like, this is a player again with the world at his feet and he's young and he's enthusiastic and he's super talented. And you go, mm. all right, let's just put him in this Bayern Munich team that can do no wrong. Um, yeah. And you're right. Like, they never really looked like they were getting out of second gear. 
They never looked like they were massively in trouble. They never really looked like they were struggling, but they just got a result. And that's what good teams do. They just get results. And, you know, Mbappe and Neymar, as you say, just given opportunities that every other week they'd be putting in the back of the net, but just didn't happen. Um, And you're right, like Hansi Flick's now elevated himself onto that top table where we were saying again in in previous episodes, like if the big jobs come, who's your big managers? And now he's... Dare say he's maybe in the in the conversation for a couple oh, of these jobs. For, like for me, he... for me, like yeah, hundred percent is. But I, I just don't, I don't see why he would even consider leaving. Because like again, it's that you know, it is a bit of a cliche now. But you know, Bayern look for winners. They look for people that understand the culture of the club and understand what the club is within you know the, the international market. I guess is the term for it. And he he almost doesn't fit it as an outward you know, character, he's quiet, he's not, you know, again, it's that thing of sometimes it's hard because obviously we're not native speakers, but he doesn't come across as overly charismatic. But I think what what he's done so well is that he's been this calming, steadying presence for a team of characters and egos and personalities. And he's just come in and just quietly gone, okay, this is our plan. I'm implementing this plan. This is how I want you to play. This is how I want you to approach the game. And I trust you guys that you are the best in the world and you just go out and play like you can, then you're going to win everything. Like that's the sort of projection that I get from him. And I think, you know, I think Zidane has that a little bit. I think, again, it, I, it's always, I, I, it's I difficult to say, isn't it? Because like, I get that, I think Hansi is a little bit more technical and tactical because of his coaching background you know and being sort of assistants and, and whatever but you know it's, it's hard to compare you know compare fully because we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes as much but yeah he seems to be this cool calm effect on a, on a on a place that really wasn't cool and calm when he came in i get i get the impression that his team talk is let's give the fans something to cheer and just that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all go, all right, fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, or I just, or, or, I expect, or, or, I expect a win. Yeah. Or we owe such and such after what happened the last time. And then they all get motivated. <laughs> and they go, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What happened last time? Well, we won 7 0. Oh, well, let's beat them 8 0. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I watched uh, Nico Kovac's first match for, uh, at Monaco and they were 2 0 down in the first half. <laughs> and I was like, um, they played uh, Stadren, uh, Stadreen, sorry, uh, and and you know, like you know, they're okay. They're not a bad side, but they they, they brought it back to two two. Uh, but Monaco are a weird side in the sense of like you know they uh, oh, they've been so unsure of themselves for years and years and years. But I think um, Paul Mitchell's there now, isn't he? Um, he's their sporting director. He's, he's left the uh, Leipzig or the Red Bull team, and he's gone over there. So that'll be interesting to see what Nico Kovac does over there uh, again because it's, it's I don't know it's just a, a weird start to his coaching career obviously other than Croatia but yeah we'll see we'll see uh, in the meantime Hansi Flick I'm sure will be enjoying being the king of the blooming world um right so let's move on to some some more football manager specific topics uh I think the one that is currently hot in the FM community is that Soldier Boy Tellem was streaming Football Manager? What's going yeah, on? He's, 
he's one of us now. Um, shout out to Dr. Benji, uh, YouTuber, streamer, Twitter man, um, all round good egg as well. Mm. Um, so th- from what I understand, from how the story goes, from what I've seen, um, Soldier Boy was 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 out on Twitch doing his doing his Twitch thing, uh, playing Fall Guy, Fall yeah. Guys. Um, yeah. On his Discord, he's asking people what people want to want to see him play, um, and Benji gets on it and starts recommending Footy Manager, and it gets a bit of traction, and Soldier Boy buys it for fifty dollars. Yeah, there's a video by the way, so go and check out Doctor Benji on YouTube. He, he documents all this excellent, um, and he's got some great content there. So, so go and have a watch of it. Um, and so he, he buys it, and then the stream starts, and. We discussed in our previous sort of uh, ideal ideologies about what we would wear on the sidelines and what Perla would wear on the sidelines. Um, he's wearing on Football Manager uh, a, ra- a rather cracking tracksuit is what he's wearing. So, of course, oh nice, <laughs> course good, is, yeah. good look. Uh, and you know what? He looks the part as well. Um, so he, he dons himself out in his tracksuit. Either then go and they make their tactics and stuff. He picks Atalanta, which cracking. Like cracking choice. Do, by the way. Did he pick Atalanta because he thought it was Atlanta? I don't know. He picked Atlanta. <laughs> um, he picked Atlanta because I can't really read or write. Um, oh, okay. Be, there I you go. Got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's Atlanta, right? Um, and so he's got red and gold and black and having a great time. And 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 you know you need to go and watch it. He yeah. wins his first game. So he's already got a better win percentage than I've got. Records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he's on board. Like he's fully on board. So Soldier Boy is now one of us. Um I tell I tell you what though, it's it's cool to see because like I know um old Hotlanta uh and over in the ATL uh, have been really they as much as they again like the MLS always feels weird because it always feels quite manufactured. You know, when a when a new franchise comes in, or you know, a franchise comes into the league uh, a few years ago, but the, I think um, there is a series called The Movement that's on the YouTube about the MLS, mm-hmm. and there's a really great episode where they go and look at Atlanta and how they've really Im- Im- uh, embedded the football club within the culture of, of the city and you know the, the culture of of what the fans are. And there's a lot of rappers that are usually involved. Like obviously the most notable. Uh, no- noticeable ones or or noteworthy ones i should say is i think big boy from outcast mm-hmm. went because uh, they do like a little ceremony where they knock in a gold pin um which th- th- it kind of explains in the youtube video but um so i i know it's got like a big rap culture around the club anyway so uh, it's kind of cool to see soldier boy jumping in on that and getting involved which also does lead me to the question that if we if you could pick any rapper to play football manager with, who would you pick? Oh, who would I pick? Uh, probably. Well, I'd like I'd like to pick the RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. That would be my favorite. Yeah. But that's just like as a yeah. purely. That's not a football manager thing. That's just like I want to sit and listen to what the RZA's got to say about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, oh, I, I, I would. I, I mean, my choice is Dr. Dre for exactly the same reason. I just want to hang out with Dr. Dre and be like, yeah. So, Dr. Dre, this is uh, this is Trolley FC. Uh, it used to be managed by Blackburn legend Matt Janssen. Oh, you've never heard of Matt Janssen? Let me tell you about Matt Janssen. Uh, as, as Dr. Dre's like, okay, cool. Um, so again, or maybe, I don't know, after after today's intro, maybe Cardi B, um, we can get Cardi involved. 
she seems like she she'd give she'd be like passionate on the on the sideline and give you know some motivational motivational shouts. I'm sure. Um, okay, I'm I'm genuinely now curious of like is this going to start a trend of like FM streamers and content creators hang, hanging out with rappers or teaching them how to play Football Manager because I know there's a lot of fantasy drafts and stuff and and leagues at the minute, but I would absolutely be in for like a uh, a rap Football Manager league where that would just be amazing. Like, I um, I think I this see- is I think this is the evolution, right? Because you know, obviously, you know, everyone would, would sort of suggest that you know gamers. You know, historically, what gamers would be seen as, as you know, nerdy and like underground and stuff. You know, oh, you know, you play video games and that, do you? Whereas now, like, if we can branch out into the rap world, then oh, it's brilliant! It's totally brilliant. You're just gonna get like, yeah, let's do it. You know what? It's not the weirdest thing that, that's happened in 2020. That's the, that, yeah. that's the thing we're putting out here. It's the, the Soldier Boy is now is now a football manager player. Is not the most mental thing. Oh yeah, it's uh, it doesn't even scratch the surface, which is saying something. Um, so I've got some some more noteworthy news of this week. Um, you 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 informed me that Everton uh, have have made a signing uh, this 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 week in real life. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they've made they've made an inquiry. They're after they're after a pen, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they've just signed a man called Alan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if if you've listened to the first episode, uh, we had a theory that obviously Everton was a retirement plan and a retirement home for people. Uh, We didn't actually mention the fact that Carlo Ancelotti is clearly living his retirement plan as well. Uh, You just go at the the end of your career, you go Everton, was sort of essentially what we're thinking. Uh, And we also played a game of Brazilian footballer or just a bloke. And because obviously Brazilian footballers now have really... Uh, just obvious names because they're running out of of all the the the, the proper Brazilian names that we used to have. So you now got Alan mm-hmm. Bernard. Um, we found a, we, sh- we, we found a Brazilian player called Brian. Actually, um, oh my god, that is that is true though. Alan and and oh, Alan and Bernard are now playing in the same team. So you got Alan and Bernard. <laughs> I want a Brazilian player called Tommy. Oh, it's just Derek. This is. This is Derek, <laughs> Ernie, because um, obviously this is—I'm assuming this is Alan, as in former Napoli player under um, yeah. Maurizio Sarri. Not not a bad little baller on a couple of FM editions, actually. So it, it's yeah, they've, they've made they've made an inquiry for for Alan. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting, and also as well, um, there was a, a, a news article going around of. Um, of I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Ajer, the uh, the Celtic defender? Or oh, Ayer? is it? Um, is it Christoph Ayer, Christoph Ajer? Yeah, the this. The, yeah, the, he's the guy that Who? always gets recommended to you on this blooming edition of FM, and I'm like, I don't yeah. want him. He's and he's good. He's good, but he has come out and distanced himself, saying that the only club he will not sign for at the minute is Everton, and that's presumably because he's only 22. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess you know, coming around a few years, he'll be going. You know, once he starts getting a knee injury, he'll be like, "Oh, you know what? I've always been a big Everton fan." Um, a picture of Graham Sharp um, on me wall. <laughs> uh, because uh, obviously, uh, 
Brighton got a bit shirty uh, over the last day or two about not selling Ben White to Leeds, saying that, they, that Brighton Hove Albion will not be selling any players to Leeds United because they are a direct rival in the league. Ooh. So, <laughs> just, just, yeah. re- just replace the word direct with relegation, and then you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I I mean, I thought I thought it was a bit of a bold claim from Brighton being like they're going to be a direct rival because they're going to get relegated. Like, did they not watch Leeds last year? I, don't, yeah. I think Leeds will be all right. Also, imagine, imagine making such a strong statement against Marcelo Bielsa and thinking that's a good idea. Like he's not going to hunt you down and kill you um, for disrespecting him. Yeah, um, it's brave. And again, but you never well, know that with, could open the door for. So I was going to say again, with 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 quite a bit of the transfer window left as well, because what the transfer window this year I think goes mm. until twenty twenty three or something. Um, oh, we just yeah, we just make yeah, it up as like, we go along. Yeah. Stick a player on your Christmas list and they turn up, and it's fine. You can have them. Um, so <laughs> I must admit, I must admit. Sorry, this is riding me up. I think it's Rio Ferdinand or. It was someone on BT. Like I don't want to. I don't want to say it was Maka. It might have been Maka because it sounds like Maka. Some of the Maka would say it was like, "Oh yeah, the PSG players aren't going to enjoy the holiday this year." Fucking league on kicked <laughs> off the other day. They're playing next weekend. They're not going on holiday. Like I think they'll be all right. Like and you're just reminding them they haven't got a summer holiday yeah, yeah, this and, year. And th- they live like, in Paris. Paris is fine. Like they'd probably go. They'd probably go to Paris on holiday if they didn't live in Paris. Oh God, I know. Um, yeah, that that did that did make me laugh. Actually, it reminded me. Um, yeah, and uh, the point I was going to make is that Ben White now might be open to to move somewhere else. I could see him in a Liverpool team as a bit of a backup to uh, Van Dijk or something like that. But I guess he wants first team football, so we shall see. Also, it's like yeah, I think I think he's I think he's good yeah, for first team football. Yeah, he's put, he put oh, a good he's, shift yeah, in that he, season. He played so. really well. And like, I think what's weird about this market is like Leon this week, I think uh, uh, there was a couple of things coming out that it looks like Moussa Dembele, uh, Usamawa and someone else whose name is just completely gone. I don't think it was Depay. I think Depay's staying. There's a couple of players that are like, because we kind of usually do this like, hey, we're going to sell these players because that's just how Leon runs. You know, we did it with uh, Nabil Fakir. <laughs> We did it with Alexander Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I mean, like, I'm, I'm a bit gutted about our because I, I think he could have had, like, another season with us. But, you know, we're, we're probably going to get about 50 million for him, 60 million. But, like, Dembele, I think someone could pick up Dembele for, like, 20 or 30 million. And especially a Premier League team, like, so there you go. Um, but I am, I am curious. This is my... Uh, open question to everyone that's listening to the podcast this week uh, and going forward what save as in what team are you looking forward to playing in FM21 because there's a lot of like moves there's a lot of moving a lot of shaking already you know players are going certain places teams looking a bit tasty looking a bit interesting who's who's going to be the team who who do you want to take over or is it going to be Bolton Wanderers again everyone did that (laughs) or RB Salzburg when Harlem was there and then everyone went, oh Harlem's gone to Dortmund now let's not play that like what's what's the team going to be this year I've got I've got a couple on my radar already that I'm sort of thinking about so um, yeah I think Sheffield Wednesday might be quite an interesting one because mm. they're going to start with a points deduction is that right oh I, d- I didn't know this okay I think possibly I can't remember I, I may have just made that up um <laughs> I mean, they yeah. If they've got, I'm sure they, I'm sure they maybe had a points deduction. Um, 
for 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 next season. So that'll be interesting. Or Charlton again would be a sort of similar thing. Um, are Berry going to be in? Or are they going to be too low down? They, I think they'll be they'll be low down. So we might have to wait until they, mm. they, they someone does the. Well, in that database. case, could possibly have a look at Harrogate Town just in just in the football league. Um, or, or we'll go abroad and we'll just play like Indian Super League or something. Yeah, I, 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 so I must admit, I have been looking for like another save to to keep me um, to keep me sort of fresh and entertained. And I, here's here's one, here's one, here's one. We we discussed this. Uh, how about how about we're going to end up inevitably having to do the Everton retirement plan save game? Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. But like the problem with Ever- where? But the problem with Everton on on the game, we start off with they're actually not bad on paper. Like that's that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, so the idea with the the Everton retirement plan was that we were only allowed to sign over thirties, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, or or go the other way and only sign um, under twenty threes. And what about what about Notts County? I uh, see. Like uh, it's. I must admit that that I really don't like playing in England, which is gonna <laughs> this, is, mm. this is just gonna kind of like. <laughs> feed into this like angry Welshman that just hates everything English it's not true I just I don't know what it is it just doesn't I've really struggled to have a save within the English structure that that I've been really excited about crew looked fun this year Um, they had a couple of players that were Mm -hmm. quite good and obviously crew are are, you know historically a very good uh, youth production line and you know they're 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 an old team that got a lot of history and like you know they're all they're always alright but it's just that thing of like you know I messed around with Bolton because everyone did and you know like it, but there's just nothing that's stuck in England like, I find it so much harder for it to to stick in England yeah and and then the Premier League you know yeah you can have some interesting like I thought Norwich was quite interesting this year and like you know Sheffield United as you previously mentioned even Villa like you know seems to be that like everyone's wanting to do a villa save now that they 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 stayed up but it's yeah it's there's not there's not interest from me like i'm more likely to go oh i'm gonna go manage in romania <laughs> like because that's yeah. just the way i am i think i think i'll i'll inevitably have i will inevitably have a journeyman career as, as uh, that's what i tend to have with every save but I, I do. Maybe this is the year I try the Pentagon. There's been a lot of people trying. I've never it. tried yeah. the Pentagon. I've seen. Um, I know a lot of people have obviously had a bit of time off recently yeah, through the, you know global pandemic reasons. Yeah, um, there's, there's a couple of couple of lads that I'm friendly with. Um, I won't name them because you know I don't know single them out. But they've they've completed it already. Um, there's a couple of them that are they're on to sort of like the next one now, and like they 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 brought up. Um, is it Vaduz or Vidu Vaduz in the second division of Switzerland that are from Liechtenstein? And it's kind of like, okay. you know, the San Marino challenge where like you, you take oh, over yeah, the yeah, national yeah. team, but they're also the team and you produce like the the, the, the youth products to try and make it better. That's kind of, there were talk, a few people yeah. talking about that. Like I, I do, I, I do actually really like it when the community comes up with these sort of like challenges and stuff like that. But this is something that I did, I was going to mention and, you know, sort of probably the way to round it out is like, I think, you know, with sometimes with us, with this game that we get too like focused on, I have to do this. I have to win this. I have to do this. And like competing against everyone. And like, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm really proud that I did this. And you're like, yeah, but you didn't win the, you know, 
fucking Champions League yeah, with, you, with you know, No Name United, and it's like, it's like I think I think it does actually like really suck like suck the enjoyment out of the game sometimes because of that external noise of of like just enjoy it. Like if you want to go buy Munich and destroy everyone, do it. Like have fun if you want to make tactics and 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 try some mental stuff. That's cool, but you know it's like. You need. I think we all need to remember sometimes that we just need to enjoy it. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, this is coming from the person who started the episode, literally ranting about his current save. But like, I think it's just that thing of like, remember, you know, who you're competing with. Like, you should be competing with your mates, but it should be like, you know, having a laugh with it. Not, yeah, well, screw you. You know, like that's it's not good enough. Like, I just find it. I think I just find it weird. It's not. You know, football manager is not an esport yet, so like, yeah, just have yeah. fun with well, it. Soldier boy's going to put his money in, though. He's going to sponsor it. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm game for that. Like, if, if Soldier Boy's uh, going to run it, then I'm, I'm down for that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, do, you, do, you, do you get caught yeah, in that trap I, sometimes? I, 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 get on, like, I get on board with that, to be honest. And, and you're right. Like, I think we're all too quick to sort of jump on. We're all too quick to jump on the idea that, like, you get people sort of saying, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm Man United, and I need who who shall I sign?" And you're like, oh, "Have you not seen football before? Like, come on, this is like you're picking one of the easiest teams, and you're asking for players, and you kind of instantly go like, oh, come on.' But then there is part of you sits straight back and goes, I "Play the game how you want to play it. You know, it's it's your thing, man. Like, if yeah. you want to buy the same players all the time, buy the same players. If you want to download tactics, download tactics. If you want to." Ask for help. Ask for help if you want to make the game so difficult that you change the game language to whatever game nation you're managing in, and you don't understand it. Fine, that's nuts, but fine. Like, do yeah. it. Just remember, it's a game. We're all here doing the same thing. We're all just here having fun, and it's great that we all love the same thing. And, and the community is really, really good, and it's quite strong at the minute as well, which is nice yeah, to see yeah, as well. Sure. Loads of other good stuff being made. Everyone's getting along fine. Um, and yeah, just just as you say, like we're all competing with each other, not against each other. And and even yeah. down to things like podcasts, like, you know, we're not the only podcast about, we're not the only uh, YouTube channel, we're not the only streamers, we're not the only Patreon. And, you know, we're here, we're recommending other people on the podcast and stuff. And, For sure. And that's what it's all about. You know, we share each other's great stuff. And, and you know, that's what makes the community grow and that's what makes the community thrive. And it's just going to be a case of just keeping that going I think and, and I agree yeah yeah I just think I, and I, I'm always really inspired by all the content that I see you know whether that's within the real world of football or you know content creators whether on Twitch or YouTube or whatever like there's times where I'm like oh yeah that's really cool and like uh, I wouldn't mind trying that and stuff and then there's times where I just enjoy a series just watching it for, for general like um, shout out to Fox in the Box at the minute he's doing like a Watford uh, save where he's trying to save Watford from relegation because he's a real life Watford fan and I, in the first couple of videos I think they actually get relegated in real life and <laughs> yeah. you kind of see him reacting to it and it was just this great little moment where I was like man I feel that pain so much but I, I love that sort of stuff and again I, I'm never playing as Watford because I have literally no interest in it at all but I still enjoy that content and I still enjoy what he's trying to do and, and, and how he's going about it. And like, it's been really cool. Like I, I love sort of stumbling across certain articles and, uh, and videos and stuff. And it's, it's, yeah, it's been really, really enjoyable that to sort of see that more now. And, and, and again, like I think as well, we need to 
you know, consider uh, 2121's coming out, you know, it seems like, and again, this is all seems and rumours and whatever, it seems like it's going to be December. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit later than usual. You know, we, <laughs> we are currently still in a situation that we are in, in the pandemic in the world. And, you know, again, I don't want to start any conspiracy theories and stuff, but there's the potential that this might get worse again before it gets better. So we're going to have a lot of time between now and the new release to, <laughs> you know, get some game time in. So I think people just need to chill a little bit and be like, yeah. all right, cool, let's take our time with it. So. I'll tell you what's been great, though, is that with with doing this, is that we're getting, you know, feedback and that from from sort of people who are listening and and saying that you know that we're chatting about the scandinavian saves and that you know people are are being inspired to go into to sort of to scandinavia to start their own save games there so that's that's what i've really enjoyed to be honest after after doing this we're we're sort of getting people involved and they're going out and they're managing in countries that they maybe wouldn't manage in previously and they're trying a bit of a new experience and trying the game slightly differently so i'm um yeah so i'm really happy with that to be honest and uh and also the the uh the extra bonus episode was a lot of fun as well. So if you've not listened to that, go and have a listen to that. Oh yeah, man, I really yeah yeah. I'm excited to do our, ne- our next one on that. Um, also, I'm saving this to the end because you mentioned Scandinavian save and then and, and people enjoying it. Tom Dent followed me on Twitter. Amazing and and ended up giving him a new contract in game. He's still on my coaching yes. staff. You're welcome, Tom, if you're listening. <laughs> you're doing the business, mate. I'm getting you your badges and you're doing really well. You've got good potential in the game. Um, so big shout out to Tom Dent uh, and the Glimp team. Come on. Uh, see how I've turned it round now. He's listened to me slag them off and be heartbroken. Uh, but hey-ho. Right. We're pretty much running out of time, coming to the end. Can we? Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I, really good fun. I really enjoyed it as well. But before we go, can we... Because uh, we do need to do this. We need to wish a happy birthday to somebody who is incredibly dear to yourself, myself, and presumably the football manager community as a wider whole. Um, It is uh, the 24th of August Mm -hmm. recording this. We need to just, everyone just, you know, take just a minute and a moment to wish happy birthday to the man the myth, the legend, the Swedish midfield maestro, former Mr. Leon, Mr. Kim Kallström. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. The king. king. The king. Uh, And king and future retro episode uh, coming up, definitely, because that man makes me feel things nearly as much as Janino and Sonny Anderson. Uh, Also, potential future episodes uh yeah big shout out to Kalstrom. uh birthday today 38 years young i yeah, still i reckon he yeah. can still do a job he can definitely still he do a job if seamus coleman can move to millwall <laughs> at 35 years old with his 10 pace and do a job and there's still still legs on uh kim Kalstrom. right tony uh where can people find you on the internet <laughs> sounds um, way more seedy than it is <laughs> well where can't you find me on the internet um you can find me doing twitter things over at at tony jameson and if you want to check out the scandinavian uh save games which we play on youtube it is tony jameson fm i've got those videos on there um, they're good fun. We also have Kaiser Slout and Save on there as well. So loads of content coming forward now. And I think I'm starting to get a bit of a flow with it. Also, 
this week I'm going to get some new titles and some new music as well. So that's dead exciting. So come and have a look at that. Uh, Matt, what about yourself? Where can everyone find you and what are you up to these days? Uh, I am on Twitter uh, at mrichardshost. Uh, I've been quite quiet on Twitter recently. Just been observing. Um, again, which sounds way more seedy than it actually is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm over there. I tweet about football and, and, and FM and this podcast and stuff. Uh, I am sort of getting through some writing and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like at the minute because I'm kind of reading so much and I'm reading like a million things. I'm reading two books at the minute. So I'm reading... Um, uh, my season with uh, Verona, which is the Tim Parks book, which is quite an mm. iconic book uh, about like his time with ultras in Italy uh, and in Verona. And I'm reading uh, The Angels with Dirty Faces, which is the Jonathan Wilson Argentinian book. Uh, and I'm also then reading like coaching stuff. So I mentioned tactical peri- periodization on the Mark Kerr episode uh, and other coaching things. Um, like it's been, it's <laughs> it kind of gets a bit too much sometimes because like. You're kind of like, oh, I'm absorbing too much stuff in my head about coaching bits and pieces. But uh, I am sort of planning on... on uh, The thing I mentioned before about tactical periodization is I want to do the game model aspect of it and because I think it, fo- it sort of blends into football manager and how uh, you can make your decision about choosing a team, which could come in handy uh, for one last save on FM20 or even a new one in hopefully December for FM21. Uh, right. Uh, okay. Well, that, that's that's pretty much all we've got time for on this week's episode. So uh, thank you very much, Tony, for, for joining me as always. An absolute pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, and you guys out there with, with my voice in your ears, listen to these words and heed this advice. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. And we'll see you next week on Football Manager Therapy.